Hello, my name's Florence. Welcome to the Pod. I'm an NHS obstetrician, hoping to share some thoughts and experiences about my working life. Perhaps you enjoy Call the Midwife, maybe birth fascinates you, or you're simply curious about what exactly an obstetrician is. You might be pregnant and preparing for birth. Perhaps you work in maternity and want to know what makes your obstetric colleagues tick, or you want some fresh ideas and inspiration. Whichever of these is the case, and for that matter, anyone else that's interested, the OBSPOD is for you. Episode 63. Boundaries. Today I'm going to have a little think about what happens when you're asked to look after friends family and colleagues or when birth stories or opinions blur into your personal life what are the boundaries can you stick to them what are the problems it's a huge privilege and a massive vote of confidence when someone you know asks you to look after them in their pregnancy There was a time as a consultant when I seemed to look after almost every pregnant midwife or doctor at work. I think part of that was my age. We were all of a kind of similar age or generation. I'd come up through the ranks as a registrar at my hospital, then becoming a consultant, whilst the midwives I worked with had come up as more junior midwives and gradually became more senior and experienced midwives. And so as we'd kind of developed and learnt together, it seemed natural for them to turn to me as they had their families. It creates an incredibly special bond. You've got a really intimate connection, forever really. There are midwives at work, and indeed midwives who used to work with me who've now left, who send me a photo on their child's birthday perhaps, or at a major milestone like starting school. Or when we're on shift together, they'll greet me like an old friend and get out their phone and show me a picture. Look at that baby you delivered, now a child or even a teenager. In essence, you become part of their life story, their family, their life outside of work. You're part of their memories of that very special moment. Many midwives care for friends and family. The second question at work after knowing someone's pregnant is, who's looking after you? It can cause some tough things to consider about good practice. Yes, your friend or a colleague, but now you start to know that person in much more depth. You know all their personal information you know all their medical history and confidentiality is really crucial. That's true for everybody but it's even more so if this person is actually working in the maternity unit and other people could inadvertently come across their personal history. I've cared for colleagues and friends with mental health issues, substance misuse, alcohol abuse and domestic abuse as well as those with a myriad of medical conditions. Suddenly you're party to information 
because you need to provide the right care to go with that. Then apart from looking after colleagues who are having their own children, you start to be asked to help with the arrival of the grandchildren. Some of the older members of our team say, Florence, can you look after my daughter? Or sometimes even, can you look after my granddaughter who's pregnant? It's the ultimate vote of trust, but it's also the ultimate responsibility. It's absolutely fine when things are going well, when things are straightforward, things are going swimmingly. It's much, much harder when there are tough choices to be made. Caring for someone can put a strain on that relationship when you have to suggest things that perhaps unpalatable or less preferable. And there's also an issue of managing expectations. When I was caring for lots of friends and staff, it was very hard to be clear that this is the NHS, there's an on-call system and a reason for that. Maybe I'll be there for the birth of your baby, but maybe I won't. It's hard to promise to be there. You are not invincible. But it's hard not to feel guilty. You can't be present for everyone all the time. What if you'd just finished a 24-hour on-call and you were knackered? You certainly would not be the best person to be looking after someone. I would warn my husband and kids when there was someone I felt I absolutely had to be there for. But I tried to limit that. I would say, this is one where I will be going in, whatever the time and day. And most of the time, my family would understand. But sometimes there would be friction. What if it was the weekend? What if it was the night? Bear in mind, my children and my husband were already being very tolerant of the fact that I'm working as an obstetrician, missing out on events, weekends and nights as a matter of course. This is extra on top. I was asking them to put up with something. And what about when you go on holiday? With holidays, I felt extremely bad. I always felt I'd let someone down when it turned out their baby was inevitably going to arrive when I was away. I might put contingency plans in place and ask someone else, but the disappointment someone would express when I said I was going on holiday was hard to live with. It's hard not to take on that responsibility and feel that you should be there. But I have to have my own life too and only by having my own life and my own holidays and enough rest can I be the doctor that I need to be. To be clear, no one ever put me under this pressure. I put myself under this pressure. Just the look of disappointment on their face, having to break it to them that no, I wasn't going to be there that was hard. And what happens when you're caring for someone and then part of the way through the pregnancy, they switch to another doctor and change their mind? It's only happened to me once in my career, but I was deeply hurt. I couldn't understand what I'd done wrong. Was I really that terrible at my job that she no longer trusted me? There wasn't even a conversation. She was admitted with a complication. 
I went to the ward and was told, it's okay, Dr X is looking after her and he's already been to see her and make a plan. I felt as if the rug had been pulled out from under my feet. I felt devalued and confused. I was surprised by how much it affected me, the fact that she didn't want me to look after her anymore. And there may be a number of reasons. And of course, it's her prerogative and her choice. But I did feel pretty devastated. What about when someone asks you to care for them and you don't necessarily think it's a great idea? I cared for a neighbour during her pregnancy, which was quite complicated and fraught for a variety of reasons. I've always been a person who finds it really hard to say no. She announced gaily that she was booking at my hospital and there was an assumption that I would care for her. And to be honest, it was a bit of a burden. I found it really hard to manage to be objective and I was very relieved when the pregnancy came to an end with a healthy and happy baby and mother. Sometimes I have managed to recommend a colleague instead. Perhaps they have some specific expertise that I think would be helpful for that particular woman. But it's quite hard to say, no, I won't look after you or I don't think I'm best placed to look after you and have that conversation. And what about operating on someone you know? Can you or should you operate on someone you know? You need to be emotionally detached to a degree because you've got to concentrate on the anatomy and be a bit impartial. Focus on the technical issues of the operation. But then again, it's a spectrum. You can't be completely emotionally detached Increasingly, with continuity of care, I also build a relationship with a woman and feel a sense of attachment by the end of pregnancy. So how different is it if I assist that birth than if it's someone I know? The satisfaction of giving someone you know a personalised birth and the best birth that you possibly can and doing your very best to make it a positive experience is immense. That feels very precious. Sometimes you look after people you know, not by design, but by accident. And this has happened to me at a number of points in my career. I was working in an antenatal clinic in a hospital as a registrar, called in a woman, had a long conversation with her. And then she suddenly said, aren't you wise daughter? And it turned out that she was married to a relative of mine. And then because she needed a caesarean, I did give her a choice about whether or not we booked her in on a day when I was there. And we agreed that actually it was probably better that I didn't do her caesarean operation and that somebody else did. On other occasions, there hasn't been a choice. I remember walking into a room on labour ward and discovering it was someone I'd been at school with. It was night time. I was on call. I was on duty. I was the person available. And so when we needed to go to theatre, we didn't really have an option. I did give her a choice because, yes, I knew I could call on someone else if needed. But actually, in an emergency situation, it would have been me. There would have been no, no other plan. Talking to her afterwards... 
and actually talking to a mutual friend of ours, she said, well, at least when she walked in, I knew she'd been clever at school and therefore I thought I would probably be in good hands. That made me laugh. And then as I've got older, I've looked after some of my children's teachers, school teachers. Walking into a room and seeing someone that you've previously seen at a parent's evening now in a birth situation can be quite odd feeling. And again, I've tried to give choice. And I asked the woman in that situation, are you okay? Again, I was on call. Is it all right that I happen to be the person on call? Would you prefer someone you didn't know? And she said to me, oh no, I was so relieved when I saw you. So relieved when you walked into the room and I knew you would take good care of me and look after me. When later she came into school to show the children her baby, she told everybody and my daughter felt immensely proud and that she'd gained an enormous amount of street cred from the fact that her mum was an obstetrician and had been involved in the birth of this baby. So I think when you're in this situation where you weren't expecting it and you find you know someone, you need to give them options and alternatives. Give them that chance to say if they'd prefer someone else. And sometimes it's just not possible. But sometimes it is. If you're the specialty trainee, you could call the consultant. If you're a midwife, you could swap with someone else. If you're a consultant, most of us work in a situation where we could call a colleague. So that's what happens when you know someone in a work setting. But what about in your personal life? There was a time when I used to go to quite a lot of corporate dinners and parties with my husband for his work. Sometimes I have to say there was an assumption that being a woman I wouldn't have a career and a job. A lot of the spouses didn't. But if we got as far as me having a job in the conversation, I can tell you the next thing would be that I would be regaled with an extremely personal birth story, the trials and tribulations of pregnancy, questions about what should and shouldn't happen, and sometimes advice. Sometimes I would feel a little bit caught on the hop, trying to be sympathetic and helpful, but also recommending referral back to the hospital or professional in question to resolve things. You could be sat at quite a formal dinner table, suddenly realising that you're having a rather inappropriate, intimate physical discussion in not really the right social setting. Sometimes friends and relations would feel, of course, that they should ask me for advice. And that's okay. I always felt that if they didn't ask me for advice and I found out later that there'd been some complication or problem, I would have been very upset that they didn't feel they could ask me. In fact, in this way, I ended up reconnecting with a lovely friend from my past through another mutual friend who said, of course you should ask Florence, of course she won't mind, of course she will give you advice. That meant we reconnected, picked up a friendship as a result. And that's very special. In some ways, I find it a bit easier now I'm older. I'm now beyond an age group where my contemporaries are having children. 
Anyone I'm now caring for is therefore slightly more one step removed. Most of the time, I have at least one or two staff members under my care at any one time. And that feels manageable. I feel I can give my best without becoming overloaded or pressurised. Many of the younger midwives will choose one of my younger colleagues and it feels sometimes almost as if I've passed the baton on a bit. Now for the zesty bit, the essence of this week. I think my learning would be try and demarcate when it's professional and when it's not. Try and see the person in your usual clinical setting. I cared for someone who slipped into wanting me to see her in my office or in her office. And actually, I had to say, no, come and see me in my antenatal clinic. Seeing people in your usual clinical setting in the right place at the right time. It's not being demanding. That formality can assist in grounding you and grounding them in the context in which you're working. This is an appointment. This isn't a chat. This isn't being my friend. This is now an appointment. This is antenatal care. Think about whether you're able to stay sufficiently emotionally dispassionate and advise the person as you would anyone else. The stakes are very high. So you need to think, imagine if this was any other pregnant woman, what would I be recommending? What would I be advising? What would be the conversation? Be very clear about expectations and what you can and can't manage and be familiar with the ethics section of GMC Good Medical Practice and the NMC Code. There is no specific advice about caring for friends and family. There is some advice about prescribing for close friends and family and that it isn't an especially good idea. But the key things that Good Medical Practice and the NMC Code ask you are whether or not you're able to give the pregnant woman the correct advice that you would give anyone else. And if you're not, whether you can refer to a colleague as appropriate. So when someone asks you to care for them, try and think, where does this fall? I certainly wouldn't look after a close relation, my sister or my daughter's. I would be happy to give them advice, but I would always want them to seek care elsewhere. I might ask one of my friends or colleagues to care for them for me, so they're one step removed. If you're a pregnant woman listening to this, and you have a friend who's a midwife or an obstetrician, and you're asking someone to care for you in your pregnancy, when you ask, you need to have an honest conversation with them. What are you expecting from them and what are they expecting from you? Do they feel they're able to give you the right care? Do they feel able to say no if they feel uncomfortable? And try and make it easy for them by, yes, of course, you can contact them potentially more easily, but think through in which situation they want you to contact them personally versus in which situation they feel you need to go through the maternity unit. Try and have a good, honest conversation about their limitations. And if they're very close to you, it may be better for them to support you as a birth partner 
alongside someone else looking after you than for them to care for you themselves. So I'm not saying don't look after friends and family, but make sure you've thought through the implications and that you're able to give the right care in the right way and that you don't muddy the waters. If you can strike the right balance, it's a privilege. In some ways, through looking after many friends and staff, I feel connected to an amazing network of children and mothers, almost like a gigantic extended family in whose collective memory I will always have a special place and whose births I always remember feeling proud that I've helped out. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of The Obs Pod. Feel free to contact me on Twitter at FWMaternity or at The Obs Pod to ask me questions, give me topics for future episodes or let me know what you think. It's absolutely fantastic when you get in touch. I really enjoy reading your comments. As usual, I've tried to include in the programme notes some extra reading about this particular topic, both for professionals working in maternity care and for pregnant women using services. I'd like to reassure you that although I'm talking about my experiences working in maternity care, I take confidentiality very seriously and do not give any personal information about any of my patients. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd love you to recommend the OBSPOD to friends or colleagues and please do leave me a review on whichever podcast directory you find my episodes. Many thanks for listening.